Hi friends, so before we get started with this video, I just want to make note that I will be talking about body image and body love, um, beauty and all those things. So if that is a trigger for you, um, I advise you to please not listen to this episode um, and instead come back next week. Um, but I just wanted to make that disclaimer before we get this episode started. Okay, let's get into it. you doing how are you feeling what's going on in your life what's popping what's tea welcome to another thursday spent with me yours truly are y'all proud of me i came back the week after last week okay we didn't wait two weeks we came right back clap for the effort for me if you are new here hey friends with Layla Elise is a podcast for comedic and introspective souls so in this podcast you can expect to learn laugh and of course have good conversation I hope you guys are doing extremely well and blessed I feel like my voice has been extra deep these past couple of weeks not me rhyming on the beat oh so yeah i apologize if my voice sounds a little deep in this episode what has been going on with y'all lives happy late juneteenth we're gonna go ahead and get into the missed most anticipated portion of the podcast and that is bueno or no bueno Bueno or no bueno is a segment where I basically share a story, whether it be in my daily life, in the news or on social media, and I'm going to let you know if it's good or no good, aka bueno or no bueno. Y'all, I have not done this segment in a while because you already know I've been a little inconsistent, but also I blocked the shade room on Instagram. I blocked... um I think I blocked Hollywood Unlocked. I think I blocked, um, what's the other one? I blocked at least like three or three or four um, uh, drama pages on Instagram because they were just getting on my nerves. Like, they were just getting on my nerves. So I just blocked them because I'm just like, ugh, like, I'm, I'm just really done. So I really don't be knowing like what, is like really current i mean i know because i've been on tiktok you know i obviously still have instagram so i see some stuff on my explore page and i do be on twitter so i be seeing some stuff but like i don't be knowing as much as i used to know because i don't i don't be checking the shade room hollywood unlocked um i never been a tmz girl but um people and stuff like that like i don't i don't be checking the news so i don't really be knowing what be tea with the celebs nowadays so y'all have y'all have to let me know if y'all want me to talk about a particular situation that is going on that y'all want me to give my bueno or no bueno judgment to hit the email um in the description and let me know however um if you follow me on instagram you know recently i've been getting into watching the black classics you know the movies that they say you have to watch and if you don't watch them your black card is revoked so far i've watched soul food i watched brown sugar i watched um dream girls i have watched how stella got her groove back 
Waiting to Excel, The Players Club. Um, and today I watched um, What's Love Got to Do With It, uh, the, the movie about Tina Turner with Angela Bassett and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so what I wanted to talk about was What's Love Got to Do With It. And I, as I was watching the movie, I was thinking about how um, Tina Turner really, she really was that girl like I'm not even gonna sit up here in front like I always knew who she was and I always knew her uh you know some of her songs and she was really cherished and loved but she really was and is and forever will be that girl okay and honestly that's why I love watching uh biopics or documentaries or anything that um involves telling the story about someone or people's lives as I was watching What's Love Got to Do With It, I was thinking about how many times I have heard others, specifically, you know, my fellow brothers and sisters, my black brothers and sisters, quote, you know, certain parts of the movie or who have um, compared certain situations to the movie itself as a way of like making a joke. And when I was watching the movie, I just, first of all, I felt so bad for Tina Turner because not only was she abused, uh, used and manipulated um, all the above by this man, but the people in her life basically were like encouraging her to somewhat stay or that Ike was a good man because for whatever reason of their definition that he covered of being a provider and a protector or whatever the case may be. I can't, I think it was her, the, her mom that she stayed, not her real mom, or maybe it was, I don't know, but Jennifer Lewis, her character, she said something like, um, when Ike was talking to another female and she was like, the other female was kind of like getting real touchy with Ike and Jennifer Lewis's character was like, you know, girl, like a man going to be a man. Don't look at him. You know, you got a good man. And at first, cause Tina was going to go over there and I guess say something or address it in some way. And she basically didn't because, you know, she's hearing, yeah, never mind. Like he a good man. Like he married me. So I must be special. And, you know, that type of naiveness. I don't want to call it naiveness because I'm pretty sure us as female and as women have all gone through um, that that relationship that. Um, all we see is love and love for that other person. Um, but it was just the thought of that. I just felt so bad that the way in which her relationship with Ike Turner started because she, you know, she wanted to get, she just wanted to sing and she just wanted to uh, make music and to be a part of music and that was abused and taken advantage of to the extent of her safety and her security emotionally and physically was just really I never really realized how um, how bad it was. You know what I mean? Because there I have heard so many people um, just make light of it, you know, or who or who have made jokes about it. And I'm not saying that people have done this um intentionally though some have but I feel that like when I was watching um it just kind of made me look at like 
us as as a people and please don't misinterpret what I'm about to say but I know as us black people we are very creative in our way of humor and just making light out of situations because first of all that's pretty much all we had as far as going through the systematic oppression and um, racism and discrimination that we have dealt with for years um, humor was pretty much um, and continues to be how we overcome or just how we kind of cope um, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be um, I'm not even trying to relate this as to black people, but to anybody in, in general, you know, there are people who they just cope with laughing at it and it helps them get through. But at a certain point, when do we realize that laughing at something or someone in this instance is not um, a way of getting over it or getting through it, but it's actually causing more harm to the situation to the victims at play it just I don't know maybe I'm thinking too deep but just watching the video not the video the movie and <clears throat> just remembering the things that I've heard about people who have you know quoted like oh yeah we like Ike and Tina and we'll laugh and I'm just like that's not funny he, like nothing is funny about that um a, a woman being abused a man hitting a woman and I remember seeing that interview of Ike um, when he was basically saying like um the interviewer was like you know we've heard that you've hit Tina a couple times like why did you hit her and he basically was saying that he hit her because she would be upset in the house and he would just be so like annoyed at the fact that like she wouldn't be smiling or something so he would just hit her like just because and I just remember seeing the comments of people laughing and I don't think people were laughing necessarily at Tina, but just laughing at the way how crazy he was. And, and like I said, I get that to a certain extent, but it's not funny to laugh at those those kind of things. And it just kind of made me double take like, man, like I need to be more aware of just comments that I make to certain things or people because first of all you never know what people are going through but also it just made me be more like conscious and just being more aware of of my role in participating in those types of interactions that could be harmful to another person or the victim at play so I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> so as far as the core issue of what I was talking about, of how we make light of traumatic experiences, I'm going to give that a no bueno. Okay, but for the movie, I'm definitely going to give it a bueno. I have definitely gained a new level of respect for Tina Turner. Um, rest her soul. So that was a lot, but I really feel like I needed to say that. Um, this week though, you guys, I wanted to talk about my struggles in defining beauty. This episode, um, I really just want to talk about my journey in um, loving my body, my physical appearance, um, and everything that just entails with that. 
so I wanted to start this topic off just by talking about like um how I saw beauty as a child so um as a child for me in particular I didn't really think that beauty was a one size thing you know when I hear a lot of stories of people who um, have gone through body image um, issues and self-esteem issues they always kind of have the same story that they um, as a child thought that someone who was beautiful was tall thin light with long hair blue eyes um, whatever you know I never really had that I never really had a set in stone definition of what I thought a pretty person or a pretty woman since I am a girl um, looked like um, I feel like when I was younger though I associated beauty more with celebrities so I didn't really see like the average person like I saw an average person as an average person you know I didn't really put beauty expectations or high beauty expectations on the people that I saw every day because I knew that they weren't celebrities. Does that make sense? So as a child, I kind of always had that association. However, I will say that from where I come from, and I don't know if this is just me, y'all let me know. But where I come from, I also feel that people who were considered pretty, and I'm when I say people, I'm talking about kids, the girls, um, on the playground or whatever, um, that the girls who were pretty back then when I was a kid were people who had on the nicest J's, who had a lot of friends, who uh, were just really popular. The popular people, the popular crew were the pretty people from where I came from. Now, you let me y'all let me know if y'all had that same association as a child or even now um but when I explained it to somebody before they were kind of like like I've never heard it that way but when I explained it I was just like yeah like when I was a kid like the pretty girls were the popular girls so if you weren't necessarily popular then you weren't necessarily pretty because that meant people didn't hang out with you or didn't want to get to know you or whatever the case may be so as a child, um, I wasn't necessarily popular, but I wasn't necessarily uh, the weirdo either. I never been. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> but as a child, though, like in school, I always had friends like I always it wasn't hard for me to like sit down and like be with the cool people you know what I mean I I didn't really um I was never a loner so I kind of always was like you know I'm I'm cute because you know I'm I'm friends with the with the with the popular people the pretty girls um so I always was like you know I think I'm cute but I never really like dove any deeper into that I never really struggled with uh, body image or body dysmorphia. Um, I always felt that my body was um, that my body was mine, if that makes sense. Like I never um, wanted to be super skinny or had a, or have a big butt or a flat stomach or anything like that. I always 
knew that my body was for me. And I think dancing at a young age uh, helped me to realize this because specifically, I will say dancing at a black studio helped me realize this because my dance teacher and teachers always encouraged us as dancers in the class that um our bodies are our our temple you know that our bodies are special that our bodies should be cared for that you want to take good care of your body that you want to drink water you want to eat the right foods you want to stretch you want to you know uh do all the things that um feed your body in in a way um i was always taught that and so i always believed it like i said dancing at a studio and specifically around um being at a studio of pretty much all black people helped me to realize that because i know that there are a lot of dancers um that don't have that story that that's quite actually where they developed body dysmorphia and low self-esteem was through dancing because they were forced to be thin or um that the that they were told they weren't pretty enough because of whatever reason um I'm so grateful that that was not my story but if anything the dance studio is where I gained uh, my my love and confidence in my body Growing up, just seeing the people around me, like, it was always about, like, you got to look, you got to look your best and you always got to show up the best you can. So it may not be, you may not be the fanciest, you know, you may not have all the designer brands, but you going to show up with something on, you know? And I think just... I mean, being taught that as a, a child, um, intentionally and unintentionally, it just kind of in my mind just was like, OK, like, you know, that's how it is. That's how it is. And so I kind of always have been into like clothes and looking good and all that kind of stuff as a child. But I think as I've gotten older, you know, obviously I've realized that it's more of your inner you, you know, your soul, your mentality is what makes you beautiful. Um, but I will even say I've also started to experience um, some changes in how I define beauty as I've gotten older, um, particularly because as I have gotten older, I have seen a lot of changes in my body. Um for example, you know, um, I'm a little bit more rounder than I used to be. I'm not saying that like, I'm, oh my God, I'm super big. I need to lose weight. But the reality is, I mean, I'm not built like a 12 year old girl, but, um, I've just, as I've gotten older, I've just kind of, I have a little bit more bone here, a little bit more jiggle there and a little bit more fat there, you know? Um, <laughs> and I've just, I'm just now starting to like, like be okay with it because at first why am I not fitting into my jeans like I've been the same size in jeans for four plus years and now all of a sudden I, I don't fit no more you know and so at first I was kind of like wait like am I getting big you know 
And then now I'm just kind of like your body always goes, especially as women, your body always goes through so many different changes. You know, your weight fluctuates a lot and you never know, depending on um, any other um, health Uh, I don't want to say health issues, but any other health conditions that you may have or genetically could inherit, you know, your body does go through different levels of changes physically. So I've just now started to, you know, um, be okay with how my body looks. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I've been getting better, I should say, at um, working out. Um, I never... I've always kind of been active. Like anybody that knows me knows I dance. Um, I play basketball. Um, I did tennis. But now it's different because I don't play sports anymore. I don't play tennis. Um, and I probably won't play tennis as far as how I used to. Um, I probably will do it for leisure. But um, I don't play sports like I used to. So now I have to be more aware of exercising and moving my body and stretching you know I've even noticed I'm not as flexible anymore I used to be able to you know what I'm saying move a certain way do certain things and now I'm like wait like that kind of hurts you know trying to get better at just um exercising I've been going for walks a lot stretching um just doing the basics um as far as showing love to my body and yeah, like I said, I'm I'm still trying to get used to this and I have to also go easy on myself. Um, and, and if you listen to um, one of my older episodes, one of the older episodes called um, My Lessons in Comparing Myself to Others, um, that one is probably one of my favorite podcast episodes. But I kind of talk about in that episode um, how I had to stop comparing myself um, business wise and um, just how I thought where my life should be and where where it was. But I also in that same stage and still now I have to kind of remind myself that like I can't compare what my body looks like to someone else's body I see on Instagram. You know that my body was created and built for me, not Kim kardashian and even though i don't compare myself to her i still know i mean people still do you know um my body don't look like naomi campbell's you know what i'm saying i'm not six foot i'm not skinny i'm i'm not naturally built that way my body not gonna look like meg the stallions either okay i know we in the booty culture and you know what i'm not even gonna talk too much because i'm i'm working on mine but at the end of the day my body don't look like hers. Meg's body is for Meg. Layla's body is for Layla, you know? And I'm just trying to like, just be more appreciative of, of what I look like. And, you know, I may not have the abs, but the stomach holds the food that I eat. You know what I mean? Like my skin may not be the clearest, but honey, my face is on the stuff that I do. Okay. You know, so I just am just trying to, be better about just going easier on myself and actually my cousin told me this we was on facetime and i was just showing her like some older pictures of myself and i didn't even notice but i just start 
breaking down every detail about that picture on my like, other oh, concealer was too light in this one and my eyebrow kind of lopsided and I could have su sucked in my stomach more and I mean just going down the list and my cousin was like all right I was like oh am I doing too much she was like yeah you going way too much in like you going in way too much and I was like I didn't even notice that I do that you know what I'm saying and I think as people we're more self-critical about what we look like in ourselves and other than we are with other people if that makes sense but at the same time it's like you don't want to come to the realization that oh those thoughts and those comments that I've made to myself were actually my own thoughts it wasn't what someone else told me or what someone else um pressured or put on me it was my own thoughts and my own um critiques I, I don't want to be completely oblivious to this topic because I know um, self-esteem can really get serious. Um, and especially if you have grown up with um, people who have told you that you weren't beautiful or people who have talked about what you look like, um, it's very hard to... Um, come out of that and so I don't want to be um, ignorant to that but what I will say is you have to separate you from other people and you don't want to be the person that tears down your own dreams and even though we're talking about um, beauty and uh body positivity um and all those kind of things you don't want to be the person that destroys your own dreams whether that's business-wise um personal personally um anything like that um because I have definitely been there where I've realized like Layla there was really nothing stopping you but you and I would hate you know what I mean to live so much of my life that way that it it starts to um it starts to run into how i see myself like me but when you start talking bad on who you are that's when it starts getting real you got to be really careful with that because number one power is in the tongue but also you will start to believe that stuff. You know what I'm saying? When you say in the mirror, when you get out the shower, because I know for me, when I get out the shower, that's when I judge my body the most. But when you be looking at your stomach and you make a make it a point to say that your stomach is fat every time you see it, you're going to start believing that you're fat. Or when you are doing your hair and you keep, you know, Oh, I wish I had mixed people hair and I've been a victim because I say it all the time when my hair don't be cooperating. But when you when you say those things, right, when you're getting dressed or doing your hair or doing your makeup for me too, like I'll be doing my makeup and be like, gosh, like I wish my skin was clear or I wish my nose wasn't so wide and stuff like that. The more that you say those things the more that you're going to not only believe it, but you're going to attract that energy and you're going to continue to feed that same um, 
feed that same stuff to yourself. And so then a month, two, three, four months later, you realize like, dang, I used to I used to wear, I don't know, crop tops. I used to love crop tops. Why don't I wear crop tops anymore? Well, I mean, are you talking about your stomach a lot? Or you, you, you know what I mean? You just start to realize things that you used to do, but that you don't anymore because of something that you said to yourself. And so that's why I say you never want to be the person that kills your own dreams or kills your own goals or kills your own self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? So, and I got to get back on this myself, but I got to, you know. Start, don't be afraid to do affirmations. They corny, I know they corny. They real corny, but you know, affirmations really do help. Or for me, if you're more of a, you learn better by listening, start listening to podcasts in the beginning of your day that encourage you or that um, make you feel like you can accomplish and do anything or that make you feel like you're that girl. You know what I'm saying? Start listening to things, watching things that, make you want to do better for you you know because you you just gotta feed yourself better the reason why i'm kind of um talking about this now um, it's because um, earlier this year, I had a, a video of mine went viral on TikTok. Not viral, like viral, viral, but it got um, way more views and um, likes and just engagement in general than I've ever had before on TikTok. And so I had did um, like a prom um, day in the life uh, vlog, get ready with me type of video. Um, and so I showed myself like without makeup, um, me with my hair not done and then me getting it done and then me with regular clothes on and then me with the dress on. So it was very much honestly pretty vulnerable physically as far as like showing people really what I look like if that makes sense. And I started getting comments like, oh, like the dress is so pretty. Where'd you get your dress from? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting comments. Like this is really going up. And then I see, and honestly, I should have never read it because actually TikTok had it blocked on my phone. It says something like these comments are against community guidelines, but um, it says something like they're hidden, but tap to read, right? the temptation child so I tap to read and I start seeing a good 10 12 comments of people just making jokes about what I look like and this also kind of goes back to what I said earlier about laughing at um people that you don't know that could have a traumatic experience uh about what you're laughing at there was somebody that said I looked like a fit well they put fish emojis and they actually came back twice to put them before I before I blocked them because I had deleted the comments and then like two three days later I see another comment with fish it was that it was somebody else that said I looked like a beetle and then it was other comments of like people laughing and like and just adding their own whatever they wanted to say and so 
I'm not even gonna lie. Like as soon as I read it, I was like, whoa. I've been trying to get um, better at like posting content and just being more consistent on the socials. But I'm like, when I read those comments, I was like, is this really what I want to do? Like, is is social media? Is that what I want to go for? Because if this is what I got to go through, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I consider myself a strong person, but I can't go through that every day just because I don't fit what your definition is of beauty does not mean that I am not beautiful or that I'm not worthy or that I'm not gorgeous. I just don't fit your standard. And quite honestly, it's fine because your standard of beauty is pretty low anyway. You know, I'm just reminding myself that I define beauty, that I define uh, beauty for me, you know, that Yes, my body may go through changes, but I love my body. You know, my skin may not be the clearest, you know what I'm saying? But I love I love my face. My nose is a little wide, my eyes are small, so my facial structure looks a little weird, but I love my face, you know? Um my stomach, I don't got abs, but I love my little gut. I love it. And I'm working on my booty praise God. So, you know, I'm just trying to do better at loving what I look like and I hope you are too even if you're a man because I know men go through that as well um sometimes even worse because you know men are seen as the provider and the protector and the ones that should have the abs and the arms and all that kind of stuff and when you don't have that your manhood sometimes could be questioned and so I feel like we all go through it and I think we just we just have to we just have to get better at being kind being kind to ourselves and being kind to each other and just respecting that we all are beautiful in our own ways at the same time beauty is not the end all be all and I try to exhibit that in real life you know although I am very very much into makeup and hair and fashion and all these things at the end of the day it's about who you are on the inside you know and and the health of your spirit your mentality and so much more than what what you have on or what you look like that makes a person um beautiful and so i've accepted that um i'm continuing to learn how that shifts in different stages of my life um, and like I said, I just hope that you know that, first of all, you are beautiful, that you are handsome, that your body was made for you, that you're you're you. First of all, be grateful for your body, even pray for your body. Like, thank God, like, man, like, God, you gave me lungs to breathe. I, I'm able to walk without a cane. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm able to walk up a hill and not feel like I'm about to pass out. That's a blessing. Like my ankles do not swell at the end of the day. You know, I'm grateful for my body. You got to like you got to break that thing down and really love on what you look like, because that's a part of healing, too. that is pretty much what i wanted to talk about you guys i know this was probably not your ideal topic but it was on my mind to talk about um and so 
like I said, I really just hope that you all are um, taking it easy on yourself and on your bodies. I just hope y'all are um, doing well, that you're feeling confident. And even if you're not, um, I'm telling you today that you are beautiful. You are pretty. You are worth it. So that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you let me know your comments, your suggestions, um, and your guest recommendations as well. The email is linked in the description. It always is. Make sure you follow me on the socials. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been kind of getting better with my content. You know, I've been posting more. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm going to be getting back into my content bag on tiktok um and make sure that wherever you're listening on whether it be spotify apple google podcast wherever that you are following me on your podcast platform and that you turn on that bell so you never miss an episode i'm so grateful for you guys thank you so much for hanging out with me and i'll see you on the next one bye friend <laughs>